The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. From what I can hear of the, uh, the rookie president is that um, he's transactional, he's a negotiator. So what is he promising? What is he granting or withholding? Rookie's error, Donald Trump. Maybe a great negotiator. Rookie's error for bringing this up in a day. And clearly we're not ready. Debate on health care is life death. This is Armageddon. Uh, this is a very big deal. It's time to talk money. Financial guys. It's the Financial Guys radio program. It's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Registered representatives with Peak Brokerage Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back. You've got the Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, live here on News Radio 930, WBEN in studio for Mike today, Russ Thompson, longtime friend of ours and longtime friend of the show here, oftentimes filling in for us when uh, Mike and I are off. And uh, filling in for Mike today. I am here, of course, but uh, wanted to have a wingman with me. I appreciate you coming in, Russ. We've got a lot to talk about today. We, uh, we're going to talk again about some of the just mind-blowing revelations that have been coming out in the last couple of days, especially last night, that we now find out that there were not only that were we found out where the, human, the, uh, the uh, school resource officer was, apparently he was on campus, decided not to go in, but we also now know that there was not one, not two, but up to four sheriff officers that uh, responded to the school shooting in Florida, and they stayed outside and did not enter the building, even after shots uh, ceased, which is unbelievable. So we're going to talk about that. We uh, had the uh, the pleasure of filling in for Sandy Beach earlier in the week. We certainly appreciate it. Had the opportunity on Monday to talk about this sad uh, subject that, that happened in Florida. Um, but we tr- we tried to also provide a lot of solutions, which I'm hearing some of them, uh, you know, talked about in the media. But I got to say, you know, whenever you bring up something that's a potential solution, the liberals go to the extreme each and every time. You say something like, well, we, we support uh, training and concealed carry for teachers, and the liberals jump out, well, you can't train, you can't have every teacher carrying a weapon. Nobody said every teacher. Nobody said forcing teachers. Nobody said that we were going to just hand out uh, guns to teachers as they walk in the door like we hand out uh, candy on, on Halloween. Let's get real here and have a serious conversation about the things that we can do to fix this issue. It's, look, we can't go to Australia and gun ban. We have a Second Amendment, right? We have a Second Amendment for a reason. So that's a non-starter. That's a non-solution, right? 
the other thing I love about liberals is the fact that we have clearly now a big government breakdown, namely at the FBI, which you talked about on Monday. I personally think the FBI should be abolished, but we had a, a big government breakdown. What's the solution from liberals? More government. It's it's a, it's mind blowing. It, it just it just I can't even put my arms around the fact that you could say, well. We need more government. When government completely failed at the federal level and at the local level, it's really unbelievable. Well, when you think about what Reagan used to say, and, and thanks, thanks for inviting me today. I appreciate thanks it. For coming in. You know, Reagan, Reagan come on, he, and he said, it, he said it so well. He says, you know, government is not the cure to the problem. Government is the problem. Mm-hmm. And when you have an, just an abomination that we're finding out now about what's been going on in, in not only the FBI— but now the locals, the locals knew all about this kid. They knew 39 times calls, nine calls, people reporting him as using guns on other people. He sold guns in school. How much more evidence do you need? He was he was expelled from school. He was he was supposed to be kept off school grounds. His foster father locked all the guns in the safe. Somehow he got them out. And all of these red flags that were flying up, which is the system that we have that has been created to protect the children in the schools failed at every single level, every level. It's just unconscionable. It really is. And so now you find out with all the evidence now in just the past 10 days, we find out that this was totally a preventable tragedy, and that's what makes it so heartbreaking. I'm going to say it again. This Florida tragedy was absolutely preventable. It wasn't preventable by adding new gun laws. It wasn't preventable by, quote-unquote, strengthening background checks. What does that even mean? I heard the president even tweet this out this week. I read that from his own uh, Twitter account, yep. that he wants to strengthen or enhance background checks. How about enforcing right. what's in the background checks? Exactly. And how about forcing the state governments to give up the information so all the all the red flags that are out there actually get into the next check with the background with the whole background check, if you do a NICS check on somebody and none of this stuff is in there because the states refuse to release it, then what are you supposed to do? Background checks do no good unless the system that is set in place is actually works and is put into place at every single level. It has to right. stop. This is sanity. It has to stop. But forget the local level for a second. They called the FBI. The yeah, FBI is yeah. in charge of the database. Yep. They're in charge of the database. So we're going to take your calls and questions on this. We're also going to be joined uh, at the top of this hour uh, for, with uh, a spokesman with Western New York Heroes. A, uh, he's been on the show before. Uh, Chris Krieger will be here to uh, discuss that. Uh, we'll have Dave Mariocker calling in in the 2 to 3 hour. We'll talk about the stock market a little bit today as well. We've had a pretty good week overall. Things have recovered and, of course, have taken a backseat to some of the other national news going on. But certainly volatility is still here. If you have any questions regarding you and your money, uh, we can certainly field those as well. If you want to join us, 803-0930. Star 930 is a free call in a cell. Of course, 1-800-616-9236. You can also follow us on Twitter, at FinGuys or like us on Facebook. You can always go to our website as well at thefinancialguys.com. And uh, don't forget the T-H-E, thefinancialguys.com. You can uh, shoot us questions there. And we are in the process of making some changes there. So check in each day and kind of see the updates as we as we make them and kind of overhaul the, the website a little bit and give it a little bit of a facelift. In the coming weeks, we will talk as well about I'm lining up a show to bring in a number of experts uh, talking about the the folly that is wind and solar in, in New York. You're, <laughs> you're seeing some of this go on with the trial, right, the Prococo trial, which is yeah. – 
really amazing. I mean, you look at the corruption at I mean, all around Como, it's like it's like you're living in a house of filth, and somehow Como's like, I, I had no idea. I had no idea. You're living with those guys. What do you mean you don't know that? You you said the guy was your best friend. These were these were close allies, and and so you know what's going on in the state. It, and, and I've said this, and I'll say it again, and I'm going to say it every single week. The the green energy industry, especially in places like New York, this is government. Money laundering is what it is. It is take taxpayer dollars, force them to windmill companies and solar panel companies, build them factories and plants, give them all kinds of credits and subsidies and incentives. The CEOs and the owners walk away with millions and millions of dollars. The taxpayers get stuck with the bill. And, oh, those contributions that just roll right back in the Governor Como and his ilk are amazing, right? So this is nothing more than take money out of taxpayers' pockets, you know, stuff them in the green energy advocates uh, and, and business owners' pockets, including some in the, uh, you know, big industry type folks. And those that money, those contributions get flown right back in then and funded right back into Governor Como. It's disgusting. And, you know, one thing about, one thing about Cuomo is that uh, he doesn't he, – he, doesn't text message he doesn't email he doesn't use any kind of communications at all except for face-to-face behind closed doors so he can't get pinned on any of this stuff that's out there especially like with hillary clinton with the thirty thousand emails there's nothing on cuomo there's nothing out there unless somebody that's involved in this whole investigation actually decides to sing i don't know if we're going to be able to nail cuomo on anything i mean i I really i i fear for this state I really well, this, do. I, I've got to start to think that after uh, after Carl lost, I gave up hope politically for this state. I yeah, really I did. I know we talk about it. We still promote good things. But to be honest with you, Carl was our best shot. And the fact is, is that, you know, when he lost, who, who's going to run? I mean, who do you got here? Yeah, exactly. You got uh, a, a former county executive, Joel Giambra. I like Joel. Don't get me wrong. Joel's a great guy. He's been on our show a whole bunch of times. So you have a shot in hell? No. Nope. Not a prayer. Not a chance. No offense, Joel. But you, there's no way. There's just no way. You got Dee Francisco, uh, who no. is... He, he's actually not a, not a bad senator at all, but he does he stand no, a chance in New guy. York City. Another great guy. You know, no, you yeah. know, another... But not a chance, right? I mean, there's nobody... That is going to even have a, a shot at, at taking out Cuomo. And you got so we people, got, we got. You got we people got out got. there trying to convince uh, Betsy McCoy to run, but we don't. I don't think she has the wherewithal to do it. And, and who's going to be able to raise minimum of twenty million dollars to do this? Twenty yeah, million. Cuomo's got over thirty million in his campaign account. And and who's going to be able to raise twenty? I mean, when you got your own Republican Party across New York State that basically works against you because they've made deals with Cuomo, what kind of a chance? Uh, what kind of a chance do we stand? Right. And then no. you get now you got all of a sudden the, the Senate Republicans are starting to fight back a little bit oh, against please. against it's Cuomo. Fighting. It's like it's play fighting. Exactly. It's play. That's fighting. what they've been doing for <laughs> years. Joke. It's it's just play fighting. It's we're gonna try to put up a show. I I don't know. It, it to me it's just frustrating. Which is why you know you see more moving vans leaving New York State than anything else, right? I mean you yeah. just have this constant stream of people leaving. It's just Cuomo's it really number is, one uh, U-Haul uh, salesman yeah. in the past seven years. That's right. Just like so. Obama was the biggest gun salesman in the last eight. Yeah. All absolutely. right. Let's take a very short break. I do want to mention uh, we do have the text screen up as well. Thirty nine thirty, and we are going to come back and, and, and take you some of your calls and some of your text messages. Just real quick on the texting board again, if you want to text us three zero nine three zero. Hey, financial guys, I have a TSA with MetLife. 
who do I go to now that they're pulling what they're pulling? And I think that Texter is referring to the fact that MetLife is caving to some of the anti-gun crowd in uh, disassociating themselves uh, from the NRA. And United Airlines has done this. Delta Airlines has done this. Uh, that's a great question. There's a lot of great carriers out there, and if, if it's something you want to move away from, I we certainly uh, wouldn't tell you no, but I, I would say that you know, I would caution you that you have to be at least aware of any penalties or things like that or adverse consequences uh, for making a change like that. I know we all want to you know, support businesses and, and companies that you know, don't do stupid stuff like this, obviously, right? Uh, but at the same time, you don't want to do damage to yourself either. So call us at the office, and certainly we would be happy to uh, you know, take a look at it and then maybe give you some choices, some options if you want. But, uh, yeah, I won't be flying Delta or United Airlines uh, anymore, I, and I, pro- I certainly won't be uh, utilizing uh, MetLife products either personally uh, for the fact that, again, and the sad part is is that when we when we look at the wrong solutions to the wrong problems we miss the opportunity to create real solutions to real problems and i think that's really the show today we talked on monday about a lot of solutions that could be implemented um and unfortunately it seems as if we just want to you know throw out these bombshells and we got to restrict all these things which is never going to happen so we'll take your calls and questions coming back 803093 on star 930 if you need us throughout the week folks again we do manage money for a living 6331515 very short break we'll come right back with your calls and questions here on news radio 930 wben got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, Russ Thompson in studio today with us here on News Radio 930, WBEN. And we're going to jump all over the place today, kind of a little bit of a catch-up show here. We are going to be reading a lot of text, taking a lot of phone calls. If you want to join us, 803-0930, 803-0930. Star 930 is a free call to sell on 1-800-616-9236. If you want to text us here, 3930, that's 30930. We'll be reading off text as well. Look uh, at the te- look at the text board right now. Yep. Cuomo yep. is the reason we we have to have term limit term limits. The next yeah. one term limits. The next one term limits. Okay, who's going to implement term limits? You cannot expect the New York State Legislature, the Assembly, or the Senate to actually do anything to correct the problems that they have created. Okay, I know David DiPietro is probably the best assemblyman in in New York State, as far as I'm concerned. All right, he just goes crazy. If if anybody wants some entertainment, watch his YouTube and how he goes after these liberals on the floor of the assembly, and he gets criticized by people by for not doing enough, not doing enough. He's one guy. He's one guy. Completely outnumbered in the New York State Assembly, and we have basically. They've sold us out in the Senate. So how can we expect the very people that have been elected into office to correct the problems that they have created? It's impossible. You can't do it. That's why I think the Constitutional Convention was so critical. I agree. And we just blew a, a golden opportunity. Well, it might get worse. Guys, how much worse could it get? Folks, we're at the, we're at the yeah. bottom of the barrel in New York. I, I got to tell you, we're yeah. 49 out of 50. I guess we have one more slot to go behind New Jersey. Okay. We'll New get Jersey's there. New Jersey's beating us. We'll get there. We'll get there, no doubt about it. It's frustrating to me. But anyway, again, you want to join us, 803 star 930. Let's go to the phones and welcome Frank in Williamsville. Hi, Frank. You're live with the Financial Guys on WBEN. You had a question about the stock market and baby boomers. Leaving. Sure. got to make a uh, comment about the rifle thing first because I'm just an average guy here in Williamsville, but a little quarter-acre lot, and i got family and friends. I don't own a gun. I never shot a gun. I don't want a gun. 
I'm for the Second Amendment, I, um, and I don't mind other people having guns. But it seems like the whole Second Amendment movement is, is, is going to die on the altar of this AR-15. And I, so I went to the, check it out. I didn't know anything about the AR-15. I went on the Internet. I went on YouTube. It just seems like it's guys having fun out in the, in the woods with, their, with, 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 a, with a glorified 22 that shoots a lot of bullets at the same time. And I'm thinking, this is what everyone's fighting about? I mean, why don't they have the same laws for pistols as they do for rifles? I, I went to a store a gun shop, and I, I, just to see what it would take to buy a pistol. The guy told me, basically, he said, forget it, you'll never be able to get one. It'd take you three, months to get a, uh, three years to get a license, and unless you drive a Brinks truck, they're not going to give you a, 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 a license for a gun. But well, that's, that's not true. But pull off the shelf just about any time you want to. So um, I, I, don't understand, well, I, I don't understand why they want to. No, nobody goes to these schools with a 30-odd six or any kind of. You sure they do. It's always this AR- oh, no, no. They sure do. You just don't hear as much about it as all. Mm-hmm. But let me, let me say this. There was just a, let me, I'll, ask, I'll let you get to your financial question in a second, but let me dispel a couple of myths that you just threw out there that I think are incorrect, Frank. Okay. Number one, if you go into a, a shop in New York State, you have to have a permit to buy a pistol. You are correct. In Erie County, it takes about 15 months right now to get that pistol permit. Because Erie County is completely dysfunctional. If you lived in Wyoming County, however, you could get a pistol permit within about two to three months, perhaps maybe six at the longest. It does not take three years. You can also apply for a concealed carry. You may or may not get it, but it doesn't mean that precludes you from buying a pistol. Now, I happen to have a pistol permit. I also happen to have a concealed carry permit. It did not take me three years. It didn't take me three months, but it didn't take me three years. And so it is very possible to get a concealed carry permit, but it also is possible to get a non-concealed carry permit and just get a permit to buy a gun. Now, that's New York. If you stroll across the border to some other states like Pennsylvania or if you happen to be in a state like Florida or Texas, in Florida, you don't have to have a pistol permit to go and buy a pistol. There is a waiting period. So if you do not have a concealed carry permit in Florida, then you have to wait three days to come back and pick up your pistol while they do a very intensive law enforcement and background check. But you do not need a pistol permit in Florida to walk into a gun shop and buy a pistol. Now, let me add to this. There are a lot of hunting applications for a rifle. There's a lot of scary features that look scary on an AR-15. AR-15s are very fun to shoot. You are absolutely correct. But if the officers are going to stand outside of the Pulse nightclub or the officers are going to stand outside of the school, does it really make a difference if you have to drop out a 10-round magazine and put in another versus a 30? Does it really make a difference if you're using a 45 millimeter, uh, a 45 caliber, a 1911 handgun with seven rounds in it, uh, uh, but having a, a pocket full of additional magazines? Right. No, it doesn't make a difference. You can do just as much damage with a shotgun, with a pistol, or with just a simple regular rifle. So I don't disagree that you know the NRA and the gun folks are, are, are putting their foot in the ground when it comes to AR-15s. And I think the reason is, is because it's not the weapon. It's the people and the breakdown that happens. When you go back, uh, Frank, and you look at the past issues, if they had just reported properly to the NICS system, then this kid would not have been able to buy a pistol, a, a, a rifle. 
if in, if in the Sutherland, Texas shooting, if the Air Force as well as local law enforcement had reported the dishonorable discharge and the violent assault against his wife and his child, right. that, that gentleman would have been precluded from buying not only a rifle but a handgun or anything else. You have to remember in Sutherland, Texas, a good guy, an NRA instructor with an AR-15, was able to stop the bad guy. I, and, that's, and the thing is, you have to also remember there are t- t- millions and millions, right even here in New York, millions across the country of AR-15s. So if you're going to take the step now of saying we're just going to outlaw them, it doesn't mean they're simply going to go away. Right. And so the thought process is it's nice to have the same uh, a caliber to, to uh, of, of a gun or the same features to be able to defend yourself as those that the criminals have. Yeah. That's the logic behind it. Well said. It's perfectly, perfectly logical, the word you just used. And the problem is it took you like two minutes to explain that to me. All it takes is a picture on the TV of some teenager crying, screaming that we can't. Have You're right. <laughs> yeah. This stuff, right? And, You're right. And then they show Wayne LaPierre, and he basically says, you know, that the old... Not so many words, but you get my gun out of my cold, dead fingers or whatever, right? We're not going to about one iota. And people are like, wait a minute here. You know, people are dying. And I'm just saying that when you look at the, because you're right, you can kill, them with, with, kill people with anything, with any, any weapon. But, but for some reason, they like to use this AR-15. And I'm wondering if there's anything they can do to modify it. or, 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 or I, There's probably so many out there in existence right now. But see, uh, but again, is, is there something that, sure, they, that they could do? They could outlaw 30-round magazines, but guess what? There's so many in circulation that even during a gun ban, you could still get them. But here's my, my issue, Frank. By focusing on the weapon, by focusing on the AR-15, by making that the thing, you, we miss the opportunity to have conversations about real solutions, right? Uh, whether it be school security or arming teachers or having more perimeter control or things like that. So uh, listen, Frank, I'm up against a break here. I know you have a financial question. Let me put you on hold, and then I'll come right back to you on the other side of the break. It'll be about a two-minute break if that's okay. I do appreciate it. My apologies for going a little bit long. If you want to join us and join the conversation, 803-0930-STAR-930. We'll be right back here with uh, with the financial guys and Frank on uh, News Radio 930 WBE. I'll be right back. All righty, welcome back. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Legal, Mike Lomas, Russ Thompson in studio today here on News Radio 930 WBEN. And we're following up with uh, some additional information that came out this past week regarding the Florida shooting, which is just mind blowing when you really understand the breakdown on so many levels about what happened. We will go back to your calls in a second. 8030930 if you want to call us. 8030930. Star 930 is a free call to sell. 1 800 616 9236. Before we go back to Frank, uh, Russ, you, you made a, a good point uh, over the break regarding the fact that these are semi-automatic, right? Not automatic. And just because something looks scary doesn't mean that it's any different than a lot of other rifles out there, right? Yeah, if you look at the AR-15, it's got a lot of plastic on it. And and apparently the the plastic that's on that's on the weapon actually makes it look more scarier to people. But also people constantly accuse the, accuse the AR-15 and a lot of other rifles at being fully automatic. They are not fully automatic. When I when I joined the army, when I served in the army, I, I we fired an M16. It was a five five six round. We had a switch, automatic, fully automatic. So with an automatic, one trigger pull, one one shot, one trigger pull, one shot. You switch switch it on a fully automatic, then you can hold that trigger until the magazine is empty. You cannot get a fully automatic weapon. Out in the civilian world, you can't go into the go into the store and buy a fully automatic weapon, and that's something that it's been pushed out there for so long. People don't know; they don't understand how the weapon works. Exactly. That, yeah. 
No doubt. All right, let's go back to Frank. I know Frank had a financial question. We'll uh, we'll bring him back up or give him the last word at least on the on the gun the conversation as well. Frank, how are you? Thanks for holding. I appreciate it. Just a real quick financial question. Um, mm-hmm. As the boomers retire, right? Aren't there going to be more money leaving the market than there is getting in the market? The market's going to go down. Yeah, that was uh, that was. If you if you ever read the book uh, by Harry Dent, that was his philosophy. Was hey, all these baby boomers are going to retire, and as they pull all their money out of the market, the market's going to collapse. And his his prediction in his book that he wrote back in the nineties uh, really predicted that you know in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Now, of course, we did have a correction then. Had nothing to do with baby boomers retiring or pulling money out of the market. Had everything to do with the mortgage meltdown and uh, and and the and the and the, uh, the loan industry, right? Um, so, you know, here's the thing. It's not as if you hit retirement at 65 and go, okay, I'm cashing in all my stocks and I'm going to put them all in the bonds, right? Because people realize that they're going to retire at 65. They might be in retirement for 30 years, right? So you still need a balanced portfolio. And most folks that are in retirement maintain a, a similar balance. Although as they get closer to retirement, they want to get a little bit more conservative. You know, if they were maybe 75 stock and 25 bond while they were working, they may want to back that down to 60, 40, or 50, 50, and maybe even create buckets for themselves. You know, so they have a short-term bucket that is more fixed income that you're going to use for your current income over a couple-year period and then a balanced middle-term bucket and a longer-term bucket that's more stock market-oriented. But uh, baby boomers don't simply get to retirement, or anybody else for that matter, and cash in all the chips at that point and put it under the mattress. And so it's just a non-issue. I know it made for a great book. It was a great read, and it sold millions of copies. But the demographics of people retiring are important, of course, in a lot of ways, but they simply haven't, and nor should they, uh, cash in all their their stocks and, and move in the bonds. So it just hasn't been an issue, and I don't think it will be. Did it help you out, Frank? He dropped, I guess. Oh, we lost Frank. Thank you for the – I really do appreciate it, Frank, and I appreciate uh, your comments on, on gun control as well. Uh, there was a, um, a Columbine – this is from the uh, text message. You want to text us, 30930. Columbine happened during the assault weapons ban. This is very true. Yep. Uh, it took me six months, and I got my restrictions removed a year later. That's also very common. Uh, yeah, so let's see. If you want to set up your own pension, our annuity is the way to go. There's a lot of ways to go. It's tough to answer in a text uh, message, but um, if you want to set up your own pension, there's a lot of different things that you can use. Uh, There's, you know, whether you set up a balanced portfolio of ETFs or mutual funds or, uh, you know, annuities or or whatever. You know, we typically, uh, you know, have a lot of different eggs in in, in those different baskets, right? So we want to use uh, a lot of different things and and a lot of different vehicles. And, of course, try to match up with the right thing is for you, which is why we take people through homework. If you'd like to come in and go through our homework process to find out what types of things might work for you and help you solve your financial uh, situation, you can always call us at the office, 633-1515. That's 633-1515. Rush, what do you want to go back to the phones? or Yeah, go to David. He's been waiting for about 13 minutes. Uh, All right, we'll go to Dave in Buffalo. How are you, Dave? Hi, guys. How are you? I know this is not going to happen. I, it's, it's so disgusting uh, what happened down there and the, the real reason, not the gun reason and all the other garbage. But I believe in my heart of hearts, and, I, and again, I preface this by saying I know this is not going to happen. Somebody, and it's, it's impossible to do this, somebody should be going to jail because they have blood on their hands. Oh, well, I think a number of people. No question about it. How about the the guy at the FBI? Glenn, you and I were just talking about this before the show even started. You know, the guy the guy at the FBI that, that sat on his hands and never even reported this thing. How about all the people that received the calls? You even brought it up, too. Who, who took these calls? 
who's going who's going to be held accountable for anything? If nobody's held accountable, if we don't have swift justice in this thing, then what's going to what's going to happen now? People think they can get away with it more? I mean, it, it has to stop. Somebody's got to really bite the bullet on this. Well, let's let's talk about the FBI specifically for a second. Mm-hmm. You have in a different instance, you have Peter Strzok, who sent text messages, hundreds of them, yep. to his mistress at the FBI, basically saying, "What's our plan B?" If President Trump gets elected, right? What's that should be treason, right there, right? Conspiring yep. to overthrow a duly elected president and to affect an election. Was he fired? Nah, he was nope. moved to the Human Resource Department, right? We'll just shift you so people, we get you out of the limelight so people forget about you. You know, how about Lois Lerner with the IRS that targeted and went after uh, conservative folks again in an effort to affect the election? Well, she got to plead the fifth and then take her government retirement. Is she going to jail? No. We're 10 days now past the shooting here, and yet we have no additional information as far as the FBI is concerned about who took the call, who was the one who investigated the, 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 uh, the tip back in September, who were the field agents that went to the, uh, to the guy's uh, uh, house in Missouri to interview him? Where did that information go? Who handled it? Why was there a breakdown? Why wasn't it reported to the NICS system? Who was responsible for me making that report, and why didn't they make that report? You know, all of these questions. I want names is what I want. Mm-hmm. I want to know who specifically at the FBI took the call from the lady. I heard the call yesterday. You can hear it on the Internet. Mm-hmm. You can hear the lady call the law enforcement and say flat out, this kid's got a gun. I'm worried he's going to walk into a school and shoot some folks up, right? Total breakdown from top to bottom. Now, in Rochester, New York, uh, this just had, a recent issue just happened where a student, a illegal alien that we were putting through school on our taxpayer dollars, I might add, uh, went online and made uh, comments about going in with a shotgun and shooting up her classmates. Guess what the police did? They went to her house and they arrested her. She's sitting at a Batavia jail right now. I'm hoping awaiting deportation, right? Good. Uh, so, but here's the thing: we went to her house, we arrested her. Same thing just recently happened the last couple of weeks in in Massachusetts or New Hampshire, somewhere up in that region. A kid was online making threats against the school. He made specific threats and showed himself with pictures of guns and things like that. They went to his house, they took his guns away, and they arrested the kid, right? So this is not rocket science here. But the fact is is that we have a complete and total breakdown, starting with the FBI, in many, many, many cases from the election debacle to the Hillary Clinton investigation, right on down to this. There's something sick and corrupt at the FBI. I want to know the names of people that were responsible for this, and I want to see them held accountable, and at a minimum, at a minimum, fire them at least just fire them i mean jail time would be nice i mean a complete dereliction neglect of duty would be nice look if you're handling a 401k plan in my industry and you don't do the the, you don't meet your fiduciary standards we can go to jail right (laughs) that's how this is that's how twisted things are and yet if you're an fbi agent or you're somebody that works in the back office and you don't report the phone call that you're supposed to eh, no problem we'll just put you in the human resource department no worries you know, the it's, only it, it name. Makes me sick. Yeah, the only name we have right now is uh, the Peterson, who the guy was the school resource officer, who they suspended without pay and then he resigned. Now we get we find out there's three more. Who are they? Are they are they going to be named? Are they going to be held accountable? I, I mean, so. and this is just this one case. You mentioned a couple of them already, and has any but nobody's been held accountable for the, for the failures of the system that's been put in place to protect the kids. Yeah, it's just it's 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 mind blowing. It really is. Yep. Uh, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Let's go back to the phones and uh, sneak in Bill in Rochester before the break. Here, hi Bill. You're live with the financial guys on WBEN. How are you? Hi, afternoon, guys. Uh, I have a financial question for you. 
I want to know your take on uh, me purchasing some REIT shares on the New York exchange that pay uh, over 6% in this interest uh, uh, rising environment. That's a good question. I think you have to take a close look at which REIT it is, right? So all all real estate investment trusts are different. Some have are highly leveraged. Some have very little leverage. Um, some have long-term leases. Some have short-term leases. Some are commercial. Some are residential. Uh, some are apartment and multifamily. So it really depends a lot on that specific uh, real estate trust. I will say just based on the yield alone at 6%, it's probably got a fair amount of leverage in it, only because I know the ones that are less levered are in the three to four percent range. And so, if the if if the if the yield is any indication of the risk level or the leverage, then I would speculate just by knowing that that there's probably a, a bit of leverage. And the higher the leverage, the more susceptible they could potentially be to rising interest rates. So you have to be careful. And of course. You know, the market, the stock market, especially things that are publicly traded like that, is pretty efficient, right? So the market knows that, hey, this thing is a little bit more risky, and as a result, it's going to be rewarded with a higher yield, which oftentimes means lower price, right? So as the price drops, the yield rises. So I'd have to have specifics on that particular REIT uh, to be able to do some research and to know exactly how it would react in a rising interest rate environment, because not all REITs are, are the same. All right? Thank you. But if you want to call me at the office, I'd be happy to uh, have you talk to somebody, me or, or one of our research guys, uh, whether it be Dave Mariacher, who'll be joining us in the next hour, or John Thur, our chartered financial analyst, or uh, lots of folks can, can do some research for you and handle that. You can call us at 633-1515. Appreciate your call, Bill. And uh, that um, reminds me to, uh, to, I guess, plug our overall office, right? So we have a, you know, Monday through Friday, we manage money for a living. T- today, we're obviously talking about some other things. We are answering your financial questions. Uh, but we do manage money for a living Monday through Friday. We have the fantastic opportunity to work with people that think just like us. And so if you think like us, feel free to use us as a resource. We have uh, certified college planning uh, experts. We have a, a, a certified Social Security claiming strategist. Uh, three out of four in the state are on our team. We have a certified divorce financial analyst, uh, John Third, our charter financial analyst, certified financial planners, uh, veterans program, uh, a program specifically designed for police officers, 457. Uh, Shield is what that is called. Uh, and I'm sure I'm missing others. Women in investing. Uh, we have Tom Canavo, who's a, not only a financial advisor, but also a, an attorney that can do estate planning and help us out with uh, looking from both sides, both the legal side and the financial side, when we're doing things like wills and trusts and overall estate planning to avoid taxes and things like that. So, again, we have one of the deepest benches, in my opinion, in Western New York when it comes to the difference and the variety of services that we offer. And, of course, the last thing is the healthcare side, right? I forgot about that. We, uh, we now have an entire health insurance company, both for group health but also for Medicare planning. We have an independent, a number of independent Medicare agents in our office. If you're turning 65, you can use us as a resource there as well. And lastly, of course, our 401k department I mentioned earlier, uh, Jeff Fine and Scott Tanker do a fantastic job in making sure you as an employer are meeting your fiduciary responsibilities as well. So you can use us in any of those ways. Feel free to use us as a resource. Again, call our office, 633-1515. That's 633-1515. All right, very short break. We're going to come back with a special guest here, Dan Rossi from Western New York Heroes. We'll check in with him, and then we'll get right back to your calls and questions on News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, welcome back. 
Got the Financial Guys radio program here on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, we're jumping all over the place today. We're, we're taking your calls and questions, talking about some of the recent information that has come out in regards to the, uh, the tragic uh, Florida school shooting, uh, both the breakdown at the FBI, and now we find out that there was a number. I've heard three. I've heard four. I'm not quite sure. The story keeps changing. But it seems as if there were at least four uh, uh, officers that responded or were on the scene that refused or did not, for whatever reason, enter the building to stop the shooter. And I just can't understand that. I just can't get my arms around the fact that you as a, an officer respond to an active shooting and you stay behind your car and wait outside. I don't I don't get that. It makes me wonder how the uh, people that, uh, I know you didn't watch it, but that CNN uh, was supposedly town forum it makes me wonder how they would have reacted to all this if these four individuals were known at the time of that uh, that town hall meeting. Instead of well, attacking the people that they attacked and called them murderers and the one woman yelling, burn her, burn her. You know, I wonder what they would say about these, these four local cops that just completely let the community down. Yeah, well, I don't watch uh, CNN. No, neither do I. Clearly not news. All I've heard and, is the uh, sound bites, and that was enough yeah, for me. Yeah, frustrate you. Yeah. Let's switch gears for a second and welcome a special guest, uh, Dan Rossi, on the positive note, uh, helping us uh, to, uh, to plug Western New York Heroes. So, Dan, thank you for joining the show. We certainly appreciate it. No problem, guys. Thanks a lot for having us. So tell us about Western New York Heroes, what you guys do, and uh, how people can help. Yeah, sure. Uh, we're a nonprofit. We're a 501c3. Uh, we were established back in uh, 2007. And uh, basically what we do is we help veterans uh, along with <clears throat> spouses and the children of veterans, uh, as well as um, those who are still serving. We help them with financial, emotional, and physical support. Uh, we do it with a very small crew. Um, basically, uh, we have uh, four full-time employees and a couple of part-time employees and a lot of, uh, a lot of generous volunteers out there in the, in the in the community that help us do what we do. Um, we get financial donations that come from the private sector and corporations as well. Uh, we currently don't receive any money from any state or uh, federal government. Um, and uh, basically what we do is we help uh, fill the gap between the time that a person might leave the service until uh, they might be receiving any benefits that they are owed from the government for things like uh, physical injuries uh, and other things, uh, post-traumatic stress and so forth. Uh, as you probably already know, about one in every five veterans coming back from Iraq or Afghanistan these days comes back with a mental health issue, something like depression, post-traumatic stress, or uh, anxiety. And uh, we're still dealing with approximately 22 veterans a day committing suicide. So we're doing everything we can to curb that. Um, we're also helping, helping uh, veterans that are coming back that might need a little uh, assistance as they transition from their military occupation to a civilian occupation that might be an equivalent. Uh, just because you are qualified to do something in the military doesn't mean you can jump right in and serve as a police officer, for instance, in the community uh, without going through uh, you know, an academy program and so forth and uh, maybe waiting for uh, the financial and the things to kick in. So we kind of try to help uh, fill the gap there with uh, several different programs that we offer. Yeah, you guys are doing an outstanding job as far as I'm concerned. I've, I've been to a couple of your fundraisers, especially the big one that you have. I think it was at uh, Salvatore's a couple of years ago. We, we had a table. I know my sister-in-law does a lot of work with you guys, I know, so I know a lot of the volunteers that are out there, and I know a lot of the businesses that help out too. So when, when, when is your next big event coming up, or do you have one planned? Can you, can, how, can, how can we help out is it, you know, to further in the community that we can wake people up to the fact that our veterans are suffering and they need help? Um, 
Uh, there's always stuff going on. Uh, we do have a website. It's uh, wnyheroes.org, and you can go there and check out uh, what's been posted with regard to upcoming events. But I would say, uh, chronologically speaking, mm-hmm. the big thing that's coming up is something called uh, Operation Purple. There's a registration that starts on March 5th, and Operation Purple basically takes place down there in Angola, New York, and uh, it's a camp. It's a week-long camp that's offered up to the children of people that are um, currently facing deployment overseas or have just recently received a uh, return from overseas, and um, they're just given an opportunity to spend time with kids that are in a similar situation. It's called Camp Purple because if you mix the colors of all the major branches of the military, Army Green and Coast Guard Blue and Air Force Blue, hmm. Marine Corps Red and Navy Blue, if you mix them all together, it makes purple. Yeah, I learned something new today. I didn't realize <laughs> that. Yeah. That's a creative way to do it. It's free, and uh, we, we do our part to try to support that organization uh, based on the fundraising that we do. It's Again, it's about 25 miles south of Buffalo, right there on Lake Erie. Yeah. Uh, there's a ropes adventure course for the kids, and there's zip lining and free falling, and there's 60 acres of woods. And uh, the camp dates this year are from... Um, uh, July 8th until July 13th, and if you're a kid that's between 7 and 17 years of age, you can go there and, and have an opportunity to relax and enjoy yourself. I've been down there myself, and it's pretty impressive. Um, the next event that's coming up is something called Face Off for Freedom. That's taking place March 24th uh, at 6 o'clock, and that's going to be taking place over there at the Harbor Center. And uh, that's going to include um, members of the UAW Local 774, as well as uh, the GM workers over there at the Tonawanda plant. Uh, they're going to be playing a hockey game, and for a $10 donation, you get into the game. Mm. And um, there's going to be all kinds of stuff. There's going to be sports memorabilia there. There's going to be jerseys. There's going to be sticks signed by players. Uh, there's going to be bill player autographs, saber player autographs, 50-50 raffle. Kids can check out Sabretooth. He'll be there as well. And all of the proceeds from the event will be going to Western New York Heroes, and that's going to be that's going to be on March 24th at 6 o'clock over there at Harbor Center. And uh, the other major event that we have coming up a little bit later on is uh, June uh, 2nd. Uh, June, uh, let's see, June 1st and 2nd, actually. Uh, and that's going to be the American Warrior Concert. The American Warrior Concert is something uh, that's done annually, and uh, the proceeds will be helping out Western New York heroes. And it's going to be a uh, basically, there's going to be a lot of music, food, um, there's going to be drinks available, obviously, and uh, camping as well. Uh, and a series of bands will be playing throughout the time. Uh, the headliners is, uh, includes a band called Madison Rising. Uh, Madison Rising. Oh yeah. Madison Rising is uh, fronted by a guy named Rio Height. He's a former master sergeant in the U.S. Air Force. Wow. Oh, cool. um, if you had to typify their music or classify their music, um, they call themselves basically post-grunge slash hard rock. Yeah. So there's that. Um, they've done a few albums. They're out of New Jersey. Uh, their influences include Creed. Uh, but if you're not into the hard rock thing and you like other kinds of music, there's a variety. So the other headliner is a guy named James Wesley, and James Wesley is a country artist. Um, he's got um, Let's see, two top 40 hits in the country music scene. And uh, he's got a couple of albums out there. One of them's called, uh, or actually two singles out there. One of them's called Real and one's called Didn't Die. Uh, he's been very successful. And the, the list goes on with regard to all the different bands that are going to be there. And again, all these things are posted on our website at wnyheroes.org. Uh, you got a Facebook page too, right? Absolutely, yep. You've got a Facebook page and you can check that out and Twitter and the whole nine yards. Um, just Fantastic. like just mentioned to the community that we really appreciate all the support. And as we said, uh, we do it with a very small crew. Um, basically, eight 
$0.08 out of every dollar donated goes to helping local veterans, and that's a very important point as well. Uh, The veterans that we assist, both men and women uh, and widows and widowers and uh, the children of these veterans, um, they're all local. The money stays in western New York. It doesn't go to some large Mm -hmm. organization where you're kind of scratching your head saying, geez, I wonder if the money I donate is actually going to where it's supposed to. Right. $0.08 out of every dollar goes towards helping the actual veterans. There's nobody at Western New York Heroes making six figures, nothing like (laughs) that. Um, right. it's, uh, we keep a very tight, uh, rein on, uh, the people that request grants from us. We, uh, we, we, uh, basically vet them very carefully to make sure that their claims of being a veteran and their service to the country are legitimate. And, um, after a few of us review it, not just one person, but a few of us, uh, three of us actually sit on what we call the grant committee. And if we agree that this veteran, um, their claims are legitimate and their need is legitimate, then, uh, we might help them with things like, um, rent, we might help them with utilities, things like that. And if we do decide to offer them a grant, uh, the money doesn't go directly to the veteran. The money goes to those who are owed the money. Mm. If a veteran says, I'm behind by uh, two months on my rent, can you help me out? Uh, if we deem it necessary, then we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll write a check and we'll send it to the landlord or we'll send it to National Fuel or National Grader. Who smart. Owns them. Right. That's smart. And we want to make sure that people that donate to us understand their money is going to where it's supposed to go. Yeah, I always Plus, try to I always try to d- drill it into people. You know, if you're going to donate to a cause, donate locally because it because it, it stays in the local community. It helps out the it helps out your neighbors that are here. So I I appreciate all of you guys are doing, and if we can help out in any other way, I would definitely appreciate it. It yeah. will help spread the word. Yeah. yeah, Dan, thank you so much for joining us. You did a great job. We will. Uh, I'll put a link to wnyheroes.org on our main website on the right on the homepage, so you could go there and and click a link as well at thefinancialguys.com uh, and support these guys. Doing a great job. You got a lot of events coming up. I'm looking at your website right now, and you really have a lot of stuff going and a lot of great events to uh, to raise funds. So uh, get involved and. And thank you again for joining us, Dan. You're welcome. One quick correction, if I might. It's 80 cents out of every dollar, not 8 cents for every dollar. I was going to say, I almost asked you on that, but I figured that's what it was, 80 cents on every dollar. Yep. Cents for every dollar. My apologies. That's well, all, right. Keep up, all right. Keep up the great work, Dan. We really appreciate it. Take care. Have a very good day. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Dan. All right. Bye. That's WNYHeroes.org, and uh, lots of things you can do right on their website. You can donate right there. You can get involved. Uh, great organization helping out our, our local uh, veterans. They have All a right, big, one us. of the biggest fundraisers that they have is always held once a year, and it's it's just a huge gala, and uh, it's so much fun, and, and you get a lot of the local veterans that, that come there and give testimonies and everything. It's really it's nice to be able to go when you're you're surrounded by a bunch of volunteers and surrounded by a bunch of local veterans and to see guys that come back into the community and have them come up there and they they tell their testimony it's it's really a, it's it's a great affair to go to yeah, these guys are doing like a good job fun. they got really a lot are. going on so wnyheroes.org all right, if you want to join us here, 803-0930-STAR-930. You want to try to sneak in one more call before the top of the hour here? You think we got time? Yeah, uh, might as well. you got a, right, got a minute go and a half, I think. Yeah, let's go to Dave in Toronto. Dave, you are live on WBEN. How are you? Yes, thanks for taking my call. You know, I have a big problem. I mean, I don't understand why people need AR-15 uh, with 30, 40-round clip uh, to do what? Other than if you are nuts or something like that, you go and kill people. What's the purpose of AR-15 with 30, 40 uh, round clip? Well, what's the what's the purpose of a handgun that has a 19 round magazine? See, exactly that was going to somebody on uh, Fox News posted this thing that he has a Glock which can carry about the 30, 40 rounds. Mm-hmm. The guy who was in Las Vegas, do you think he would have killed 50 people with a Glock from his window 
Absolutely not. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I think he could have. I mean, it yep. depends. I mean, would he have gone that far up? I, I, I take Las Vegas and I put that in a separate category because someday, in my opinion, we're going to find out that that was a, a gun running thing, just like Fast and Furious, that probably the FBI was also involved in. So I appreciate your comments, Dave. I can certainly understand your viewpoint, but uh, I'm up against the top of the hour here. I am going to have to let you go. If you want to hold, I'd be happy to hold you to the other side of the break, but we do have a hard break coming up here at the top of the hour. You got the financial guys, Russ Thompson and from Mike Lomas. I'm Glenn Wiggle. We'll be right back. Here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Stay tuned. A whole other hour to go. The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It's time to talk money. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. It's the Financial Guys radio program. You gotta take a stand, it don't help to hide. It's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Registered representatives with Peak Brokerage Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, 1-800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All right, welcome back. Hour number two, the Financial Guys radio program right here on News Radio 930 WBEN. I'm your host, Glenn Wiggle. Mike Lomas back next week. Russ Thompson filling in. And uh, taking your calls and questions here, 803-0930 and star 930. Of course, always an open mic session. If you have questions on stocks, bonds, or mutual funds, we'll field those. We're also talking today about some of the recent revelations in regarding to the uh, Parkland, Florida shooting and the fact that pretty much there was a breakdown from top to bottom when it comes to uh, this particular case and the frustration on now knowing the fact that this could have totally have been prevented had we simply followed the right protocol. So we'll get back to that in just a second here. Uh, if you do want to uh, call in, again, 803-0930. If you want to text us, 30930. And uh, we do have a full bank of calls, so if somebody hangs up, that'll be your cue to call in. If you uh, if you can't get on or you want to just you know follow us throughout the week, you can always uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at FinGuys or use our website as a resource at thefinancialguys.com. Before we get back to the calls, I don't know if you saw this, uh, uh, but on the positive side of Russ, uh, we won Golden Curling. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't been doing a whole bunch of winning with the, with the gold medals not. this year, but curling, I can't believe how big this has gotten. Huge. Did you I, see that the, the Russians got, I think it was the Russians, that got busted for uh, uh, enhancement uh, drugs, uh, uh, their curling team? No, on the curling team? I swear to God. Not on the weightlifting team. Not on, like, the downhill, you know, whatever. Not on the ski jump guy. Not on no. the weightlifting. No, no. The curling team gets busted for juicing uh, the, oh uh, the the Russian team. So. That's too funny. Did you see Did you see the text on, on, the, on the board? It says, might as well ask Dave, uh, Dave from Toronto regarding the rounds in the AR. Yeah. <laughs> you great, might as well ask, spot. why do you have 100 horsepower in a car that, to go 50 miles an hour? I mean, it's, true. it's true. It's true. 
It's yeah, true. Why, why have a house bigger than a thousand square feet? Uh, why anything? Yeah. And that's a, look, I think what people have to remember, and you know this, Russ, the Second Amendment was not here to protect hunting rights. It wasn't here no. to protect sportsmen. It was here to protect ourselves against a tyrannical government. Uh, and without the Second Amendment, the other amendments don't mean squat. Exactly because, right. Right? I mean, exactly I, so I think right. people have to remember why there is a Second Amendment. You know, do we need... AR-15s? No, I don't need them. Do we need a 30-round magazine? No. But I don't need an electric car either, Dave. Nope. Nor do I need a car that has 100 horsepower. That's exactly right. I don't need, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't need, but yet we want or we have. In the case of the Second Amendment, I think, to me, that is the end-all, be-all, right? I mean, it, to me, it, it's, you know, that's there to protect us as citizens against a, a runaway freight train tyrannical government. And for those that say, oh, come on, it's the 21st century. Let no. me just remind you that less than 100 years ago, less than 100 years ago, I'm not talking about 1,000 years ago here, Mao and China killed 30 million exactly. Chinese, okay, or, or yep. more. I don't know if the total number, but it's probably higher than that. But So it, it happens. It happened a lot in the last century, a lot. It happened in Germany. It happens all the time. Mussolini, so, Pol Pot, yeah. Yeah. Hitler. I mean, come on. What, are the, what was the first things they did was to take away your guns. I got a quote from George Washington. I found this uh, picture on, on Facebook this morning, and I, and I published it. And it, a free people ought not only be armed and disciplined, but they should have sufficient arms and ammunition to maintain a status of independence from any who might attempt to abuse them, which would include their own government. That is the Second Amendment in a nutshell. Absolutely. People the, can't fathom that idea that the, no. we look at it like that, and it's the truth. Well, and that's why it's, it's got to be looked at like that, and why. And I'll give you a quote from Ben Franklin, who said that the democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. Exactly. Liberty yeah. is a well-armed sheep contesting the vote. And that's, I think that's important to remember, that yeah. without liberty— Nothing else matters. You know, right. d democracy doesn't matter, which is why we have a constitutional republic, not a, a mob rule type of democracy, yeah. right? With and a mob rule type of democracy, those in the minority get absolutely, you know, backed over, right? They get yeah. run over left and right. Yeah. So it, that's why our founding fathers were so brilliant in how they crafted things. And just like this First Amendment, the Second Amendment protects all the others. And, you know, and for those that say, well, it's the 21st century, we should get rid of the Second Amendment, it's outdated. You know, I don't like this idea of picking and choosing which constitutional rights we're going to give up or take away. You know, how about the Fourth Amendment, which clearly has been violated now by the FBI? Oh, right. We know that, right? Every Illegal level of government. seizure, right? Yep, every level. Of, you know? How about freedom of the press? Is yep. what you call today what you see out there freedom of the press, or is it freedom propaganda? It's all propaganda. It's like it's like the the Russian Pravda anymore, yep. and it, at every single level, on every single cable channel, on every single newspaper that's out there, except for very few conservative ones. It's all propaganda anymore. It's right. it, I can't trust any news source. I don't watch any television at all except for Netflix. Nothing. I, I can't I can't handle it. My brain can't handle it. Right, no doubt. It it's frustrates you. So yeah. anyway, all right, eight oh three or nine three oh and star nine thirty. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to I think Steve and Amherst is up next. Let's yeah. go to uh let's go to Steve. Hi Steve, you're live with the financial guys. How are you? Gentlemen, um I'm a lifetime member of the NRA and I'm proud of it. And I want the public to know as as a member of the NRA. 
I'm not a member of ISIS or any other subversive organization. So that's how we're, we're treated. And that's a very important fact for the public to know. And I want you to know that I worked in prison for 25 years, and I made, in population, in maximum security, I had a lot of conversations with inmates. I never met an inmate who ever was at any time in his life a member of the NRA. The NRA has not committed any of these mass murders, nor will they ever, nor do these people ever go to jail. So it's just a bunch of liberal, you know what, mm -hmm. a bunch of bunk. Yep, the passion is the passion is there. You can hear it in your yeah. voice, Steve, and it's right. all over the place, especially in New York. The Second Amendment is under attack more in New York than it is anywhere else, yep. and it's something that I that I want to go into. But if we you want to go into it after the after the next break, I will. It's it's the whole mess that's going on with the Second Amendment and the fight for the Second Amendment and the security of this state with scope, a once former well renowned respected. Second Amendment organization that has been hijacked by Cuomo, Cuomo uh, infiltrators that have done nothing to protect the Second Amendment or fight for the Second Amendment in the last year and a half. When you go to the point where you're throwing me, Carl Palladino, lifelong members of Scope, suspending chapters because they don't like it, they suspended, they threw me out of Scope because I happened to question the authority of the of the president of scope it's a, it's a disaster what's going on well the reality of it is you know pre or post infiltration it's sad to say that scope and and some of the other organizations in buffalo have been wholly ineffective in protecting our gun rights in this state There's well no we actually had some that, very so. good lawsuits that were going that when when they took over they basically got rid of the attorney that was doing it which killed all the cases we had one case that was getting ready to go in front of the Supreme Court until Scalia died. Then we had to pull it away from the Supreme Court because if, if the Supreme Court had ruled on it and ruled against us, it would never be able to go back in front of the Supreme Court again. Right. So there's a lot going on there. And, you know, yep. ineffective, I agree. When you, got, when you have elected officials that work against you and continually vote every single year to fund the SAFE Act and Cuomo's secret police department, what? how can we win? Well, whatever the results are, the fact is the results are the results. And as a result, the scope and many other organizations in this state, I'll say it again, have been completely and totally ineffective yeah. when it comes to protecting our gun rights. Somebody wrote in, I recommend they treat AR-15 as an externally externality and tax so I don't know what does externality and tax so the cost of AR includes cost of society well I guess we could do the same thing with cigarettes with cars with all sorts of things that you could say is a cost of society yeah. when and, you know, it the, end? the thing is when you when you look at actual gun violence or when you look at deaths in the in the country I know that obviously when 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 a school is attacked or a church is attacked or a concert or any sort of soft target uh, but certainly where kids are involved, it is obviously emotional, and we want to have, you know, we want to do something, right? I think liberals as well as conservatives want to do something. The problem that I have is that we're focused on the wrong things, right? Yeah. We're focused on the AR-15. We're focused on the background checks. We should be focused on the background checks, not for, because we need to enhance them. We just simply need to follow them. Yeah. This is the problem. We cannot legislate away crime. We can't legislate away evil people. We can't legislate away guns. You, you can't pass... legislate morality. 
rights. You can pass all the laws you want. You could pass a hundred more laws outlawing all sorts of things. But if we're not going to follow our own procedures, then we're not going to have any difference in the outcomes. And that's mm-hmm. what, by focusing on the wrong things, it deprives us of the opportunity to focus on where the breakdown happened and to provide constructive solutions for those things. You can't get rid of guns, okay? You, you're not in this country going to go door-to-door ever and round up every single gun. It'd be a so, bloodbath. It'd be a bloodbath. Well, bloodbath or not, it's simply never going to happen, right? Yep, so I agree. So you can advocate for that all you want. You can go on your marches and have your speeches and do your rallies and your town halls. But the reality of it is is that even if they do pass some sort of legislation, you're talking probably months and months, I always come back to... What can we do now, and what can we do that would truly make a difference? Because we can't get rid of guns. Right? Chicago is very difficult to own a gun, and yet it is the gun violence capital of the country, right? Yeah, absolutely. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. The fact is is that most deaths in this country from gun violence occur with handguns, not with rifles, mm-hmm. including the AR-15. So although it's sensationalized and although we get emotional, of course, as we should whenever a school is, is attacked— it's 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 a fraction, a small amount of the overall gun violence in this country. But let's say you outlawed the AR-15. It doesn't mean they're gone, right? It doesn't mean they just so- suddenly just disappeared out of society, right? It doesn't mean that suddenly everyone's going to say, oh, you know what, I should get mine up too. So they're still going to exist. And if they exist, then people are going to get them that have an intent on doing harm. So what's our response going to be? Is our response going to be to hold more rallies and have more town halls? Or is our response going to be to harden these targets for crying out loud? Is it going to be to put armed security officers in each and every school? I take my hat off to to Governor Scott, although I disagree with him on on, uh, training uh, teachers to have concealed carry. I do commend him for saying we are going to carve out uh, half a billion dollars in the, in the, to uh, to put an armed security person in every single school. But, of course, like like in the case of Parkland, if the armed security person on the school grounds is not going to follow protocol, then what's the point? Yep. If the guy's going to stand outside and not do his job, then it's not going to be effective. And so I think you have to have multiple layers. You have to have the armed security guard. You have to train in Polk County, Florida. They are trained. They have a program in conjunction with the NRA that is going that is taking teachers that volunteer that want to carry through a very intensive training program so that they can not only have school security guards, not only have teachers that are well-trained that have the ability to conceal carry, but they also have other things in in, in place as well, security cameras, perimeter control. Mm -hmm. There's all sorts of things that we can be doing. While we debate which guns we should have and which ones we shouldn't, but ultimately that's typically not going anywhere because it just simply hasn't. And so if we're going to focus on the instrument, if we're going to focus on the gun as opposed to some of the other issues that, that, that were broke down in this situation, then we really miss a golden opportunity to address those breakdowns as opposed to focusing on stuff that really, whether it be an AR-15 or a shotgun, wouldn't have made much of a difference. Yeah, the individual, the sick individual that started all this. No doubt. All right, let's take a very short break. We'll come back with your calls and questions, and we'll, of course your text as well, 803-0930 and star 930. 1-800-616-9236, by the way, is, a, uh, is the toll-free line. And, of course, if you need us throughout the week, folks, we do manage money for a living. We have a, a team of investment professionals that focus on a lot of different categories, from independent Medicare agents to 401K uh, uh, folks that can help uh, to navigate the, the world of 401K for small, medium, and large-sized businesses, a group health insurance department, college planning, social security planning, 
uh, estate planning, retirement planning. Of course, retirement planning is our bread and butter, which we, we do most of. So if you need us throughout the week, again, feel free to use us as a resource, 633-1515. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at FinGuys. Like us on Facebook. And you can always use our website as a resource at thefinancialguys.com. All right, back with your calls and questions here. You've got the Financial Guys and uh, Russ Thompson from Mike Lomas right here on News Radio 930 WBE. I'll be right back. All right, welcome back. You've got the Financial Guys. <clears throat> Glenn Wiggle here with uh, Russ Thompson and from Mike Lomas here on News Radio 930 WBEN. And again, if you just throughout the week, 633-1515 is our number at the office, 633-1515. You, again, can, um, you can follow us on Twitter at FinGuys, F-I-N Guys, or like us on Facebook, or use our website as well as, uh, as a resource, thefinancialguys.com. Uh, we're talking, you know, gun control and, and some of the latest that came out. And, and you know, when you, when you read about or you even hear the 9-11 call from that woman, I'm not sure if it was his, um, you know, the, the lady that he was staying with or, or a relative or a neighbor or something. But when you hear the fact that she, when you hear the, her words, I mean, it's, it's a 9-11 call where she's basically saying, listen, this kid's going to go and shoot up a school or something. I, I, I'm, I'm worried. I think he's going to, I think he's going to. I think he's going to uh, uh, explode. I, 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 we've got issues here, and they did nothing. And that yet, call should have, had, should have had local local law enforcement at his door immediately. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so here we are now, 10 days later, right? 10 days later, and all this stuff is coming out, that officers showed up on the scene from the local Broward County Sheriff's Office but decided not to go in for some reason. You find out that... The FBI was not only notified in September, but again on January 5th, mm-hmm. along with this call. And then, you know, the other thing that really bothers me is the fact that the FBI lied. They lied. Yeah. They came out initially and said, well, yeah, we got the tip from the bail bondsman, but we couldn't track the guy down. Really? The guy used his own name. It was spelled kind of funny with a K. Really? You couldn't have Googled the kid and found this out? Really? You Listen, you, when somebody in New York City, after the tragic event of the Boston uh, thing, was, you know, one lady was Googling to buy a new uh, pressure cooker while her husband was looking at marathons or something crazy. Right. It's totally unrelated and the FBI showed up at their house. So you mean to tell me, if you can do that, that you can't track somebody down who's using their own name online? Are you serious? No one's buying that malarkey. No one. Mm -hmm. And so why isn't that person fired, right? Why are we not finding out who took the phone call at the FBI? Who took the January 5th call? Who did they pass it to? Why wasn't it reported? I want to know names, and I want to know what we're going to do to hold those folks accountable. So while we're all yelling at the NRA, why is nobody yelling at the FBI? Mm-hmm. This is what drives me nuts. It really yeah, does. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. right. Let's go. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the phones again. We'll go to uh, Dan and Arcade. Dan, you are live with the Financial Guys. How are you, buddy? I'm good, Glenn Ruff. Thank you very much for taking my call. Uh, the reason why I'm calling that, and you guys kind of touched on it uh, just a couple minutes ago, Russ, you were talking about propaganda. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been so disgusting with what you see on your news sources, uh, social media talking about the NRA, yeah, and and everything. It is so misleading, it, and so it's blatantly lying. Yeah, it's just false. call it the way it is. It's blatantly lying. Yes, it is, Russ. It is blatant lying on these statistics. The first thing we heard was 18 school shootings since the start of the year. Yeah, yeah. And it's still a lie. Yep. And yet we still keep on hearing it. I heard the other day that uh, actually Bella Bia brought this up. 
that when you look at what they consider to be school shootings, if somebody gets shot that lives on the street, two streets down from the school, they actually had that considered as a school shooting? Why? Absolutely. Why? Absolutely. To, for, for propaganda, that's, that's why. Exactly. Twisting the facts to, to, fit the, to basically to fit their... Uh, their agenda is what it is. The narrative. Yeah, the narrative. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. And here's the problem. I mean, everybody's pointing the finger towards the NRA. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I'm a simple guy. I'm a carpenter, okay? I can, I can Google things. Please, Google what the NRA come out. They specifically said that they wanted to make bump stocks illegal. If yep. That's what they had to do if they were going to turn uh, firearms into to automatic firearms. That was mm-hmm. right after after the Las Vegas shootings. Yeah, so they, oh. where that came to a, to where it met its uh, demise was at the ATF. The ATF are the ones that said they could not regulate bump stocks. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you going to do? I That's mean, right. but at least the NRA is coming out with solutions, though. So those that say, "Well, the yeah. NRA hasn't done anything," they actually have. They, the NRA has come out with 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 teacher training programs. They've come out with suggestions. And it, it, the NRA is not necessarily saying, no, absolutely not, we can't have anything. The NRA came out and said, yeah, maybe we should raise the age. Maybe we have to get rid of bump stocks. You know, we're open to conversations. I'm not the NRA, but I certainly am a member. I think we're open to conversations about how we can better, you know, protect our kids and, and our and our soft targets. Certainly taking down the gun-free zone signs will be a good start. <laughs> yeah, right? you think? But, but the information that everybody's getting fed, I mean, it's a lie. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It is. Absolutely. And I'm sorry, but, you know, I know everybody uh, tells Fox News. I, I watch I don't watch it either. interview with Neil Cavuto and a gentleman by the name of Lieutenant Colonel Ralph Peters this morning. And anybody with more than a sixth grade education could have blown this guy out of the water. Well said, Dan. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, well, thank you for your comments. I'm glad you brought up the 18 uh, schools that the report came out with, which yeah. were totally false. In one case, they, they included somebody who sadly committed suicide in front of a school that had been closed for nine months, which had mm. nothing to do with the school at all. So thanks for your call, Dan. really do appreciate it. If you have any additional comments, i got to hold it to the other side of the break. You're welcome to hold, uh, but i got to get to a break here. If you want to join us again, 803-930-930. We've got the financial guys, Russ Thompson. In for Mike Lomas, I'm Glenn Wiggle here on News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, welcome back. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle and Russ Thompson, in for Mike Lomas here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Again, we do manage money for a living. We did answer a couple financial questions today, which is always a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we, have, we do have a full bank of calls now, every one of them related to the tragedy uh, last week in Florida and the shooting. And, you know, I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. There's not a, th- you can pass a thousand more gun laws if we're not going to follow the rules on the books, it's not going to make a bit of difference. And that's why when people like Dave in Toronto, with all due respect, you're focused on the road. Why do we need AR-15s? Why do we need a gun with a... You're missing the breakdown, okay? What if that kid had walked in with a shotgun and it, nobody went into the school to stop him, right? It would have been the same outcome, sadly. It, you yep. know, that's the problem. So would we be focusing on the shotgun? Probably. Yeah. Mistake. Mistake. We're focused on the NRA, why are we focused on the NRA? We should be focused on the FBI, right? Why are we not focused on the FBI where the breakdown occurred? That's the th- when we focus on the wrong things, we miss an opportunity to fix the problem, right? And this is why these things happen time and time again, it would seem, right? After, you would think, after Sutherland, Texas, when that gentleman clearly 
should not have been able to purchase a firearm due to the fact that he was dishonorably discharged Mm -hmm. as well as had a domestic assault charge. Both or either of those charges should have prevented him. What did we do in the wake of Sutherland, Texas? Did we review our policies for reporting to the NICS system, that National Instant Check database? No. We focused on the gun itself. Yep. We focused on gun control. And because of that, we missed a second opportunity to report into the system properly that would have prevented Nicholas Cruz from buying a gun as well. And so in the Sutherland, Texas, in the wake of that shooting, in the wake of that tragedy, we focused on the wrong thing. We talked about gun control. Nothing happened. When the breakdown occurred at the, re- at the point of reporting to the system, because we didn't focus on the breakdown, the breakdown occurred again. And so here we are again. And instead of talking about the breakdown... And what happened and how and why, we're talking again about the instrument used as opposed to the breakdown. And we again, we will miss the golden opportunity to focus on and fix the problem, which is the breakdown, not exactly. the gun. Right? Can you think of anything over, the, over the, the, the whole eight years of the Obama administration and the last two years of Bush when the Democrats controlled everything? Can you think of anything that they actually, besides Obamacare, that they actually put forward to take corrective actions on as far as, okay, what they call, they always focus on the guns, Social Security, immigration, anything. They did nothing. They don't want a resolution to any of this stuff, Glenn. They want the issue. That's all they want. So every single time you turn around, the Democrats can beat you over the head with the issue and then call the Republicans evil and dangerous because they don't want to they don't want to fix anything. When in reality, we come up with solutions all the time and they turn around and it's automatically just banning guns completely because they just want the issue. They want to beat us over the head with the issue. Well, they're definitely the party of the agrees. That's for sure. So, oh, yeah. let's, um Let's go back to the phone. Let's welcome Dave Marriott. Let's switch gears for a second and, and check in. Uh, I'm not sure, Frank, if you've got the uh, theme music prepared for Dave, but if uh, if you can find <laughs> it while we introduce him. Dave Marriott, of course, is, uh, well, you're, you're a member of the NRA, Dave. You're a big hunter and a big sportsman and a, and a big uh, a big outdoor uh, enthusiast and I'm sure a, a Second Amendment advocate. So before we get to the stock market side, uh, what's your take on all this? Glenn, thank you for having me on. Uh, it's good to hear Russ Thompson uh, out there defending our Bill of Rights. Hello, Russ. Hi. Good to, good to hear from you, Dave. I don't think I've ever met you face-to-face. We will. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> hey, Glenn, you're right. Uh, I've been a firearms owner for many years, a life member of the NRA, life member of Scope, life member of North American Hunting Club, uh, Safari Club. I ran for assembly in twelve. Uh, based on you know just trying to make a difference, um, I've been hunted and you know fortunate enough, blessed enough to hunt all over from Canada, old Mexico, and probably ten states in between. So and I and I am a, have been an avid collector of firearms. <clears throat> so is my family, and I'm proud to say it. And I will, uh, I will continue to support the NRA. Although I will say this, I would do everything possible to keep uh, not only a firearm but also anything explosive, anything that would be able to harm anybody out of the hands of someone that had gone and jeopardized their rights. Amen. Flat out. Yep, amen. Second would be defending our schools, because this, the, the kids, it, it's, it's a zero tolerance. It just should never happen again, and we have to do whatever we have to do. But as you say, harden the target, you know, and that might be, however, there's, there's a consortium of different things, or an, uh, you know, to protect them. Um, 
getting back, but Glenn, is that sufficient? Yep, absolutely, Dave. Thank you. You're welcome. As far as the investing side, uh, I want to say three things. One, I, uh, Ben Stein was interviewed. He's been, I've been watching this guy for almost 25 years. He commented on the stock market. And he, Love Ben Stein. The, yeah, he's good. Does, I, did you know, Dave, I have a picture of ben, me and Ben Stein on my desk? Oh, I'm jealous. Hey, I got a picture of me and the Neil Cavuto. <laughs> <laughs> I got I me and Cavuto, me and uh, Glenn Beck, uh, and then me on with the, uh, oh, I was on Fox and Friends. I got them all the videos on YouTube. It's kind of fun. I have a, a one-on-one conversation with Glenn Beck in regard to Donald Trump, but that probably oh. happened. <laughs> uh, to get back to the investing side, Glenn, Ben, I thought was uh, just remarkable, and I agreed with him. He commented about the stock market. He said, like, the stock market's been, and we know that it's volatile and everything else, but it offers the opportunity for someone like me or you or anybody else to invest in awesome ideas and awesome businesses. Otherwise, we wouldn't have the opportunity. And he said it's been the most spectacular thing really ever created. Mm-hmm. I would agree with him. Two, I listened over the, this past week what went on in the stock market and different things, and I would bring up a conversation with a new client that I had. And last week, he, he was paranoid. Don't invest my money. This week, he calls me and says, okay, invest my money. <laughs> yeah. You know, right? So, I mean, this is hundreds of thousands of dollars. The other two things I wanted to mention was, now, BlackRock. BlackRock, whoever doesn't know who BlackRock is, BlackRock, uh, the um, the CEO, I think, is, uh, uh, what's his name, Glenn? Uh, I can't think off the top of my head, Dave. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, gosh, his name, uh, uh, Fine, uh, Black, uh, anyway, what he said was, in his, in his research division, said that the United States, the American stock market is a go-ahead. Now, what changed again? I don't know. They, they said that this week. And now you see, so they go from, now, now not BlackRock, but many other hedge funds and some call for the downfall of the stock market. Now BlackRock comes out and says, hey, you've got the green light. And now uh, Warren Buffett comes out and says, well, of course, he makes $29 billion, his company, last year, or, or the recent most profit. And he says he gives the green light to the U.S. economy and the stock market, but uh, that's how the, the a paradox begins and ends. I mean, it's ridiculous, and it, it'll never end. Never. <laughs> right. It's crazy. Exactly. You guys it's talk finances, how, and I'm lost. Well, it's amazing how, how difference a, a week makes. I mean, you know, markets had a, a, a pretty vicious correction there. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't deep, but it was fast. And, you know, things dropped 5%, 6%, 10%, really. And uh, people are like, oh, my God, get me out. It's the beginning of the – and then like a week later, things bounce back. Like, oh, I guess it's back to normal. So here we go. Uh, put my money on. You know? So, look, that's why we always say take a long-term approach, right? Eliminate the short-term noise. The noise is for people like Dave and I to focus on, right? We take advantage of the noise, right, Dave? And when things, when things shift around and we get an opportunity, it gives us the chance to get into some stocks that we couldn't before and, and maybe take some gains off the table and other stocks that have run for a long time. So the noise is for us to handle. As an investor, you just need to focus on the long term, put your money away, have a good solid plan, have a diversified portfolio, and don't touch it for five to ten years. Go ahead. In a closing comment, in this the last two weeks in this volatility, I, I did sell hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of individual, individually traded stocks, and, and then I, I found value in the market and bought. So right. 
two diametrically opposed securities as well. So yeah. you're right. But you guys are doing a good job. Thank you for uh, for having me on, and uh, to all our listeners, have a great weekend. All right, thanks, Dave. Appreciate. It. Have a good weekend. All right, as Dave hangs up, that's your cue to call in eight zero three zero nine three zero and star nine thirty. Again, folks, if you need us throughout the week, if you'd like to talk to Dave Marriott or any of our investment professionals, whether it be for your stocks or bonds, retirement four hundred one k mutual funds, whatever, give us a call at the office. Uh, we can help six three three one five one five. Again, 633-1515. Uh, somebody texted in, uh, this is all regarding mental illness. If he was upset enough to shoot the school, then he would have devised another way, such as bombs or something else. And I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, look, we, you have weapon. Just look at France for a second. And I know it's terrorist. It's a little bit different. But the fact of the matter is, in France, just like Belgium, uh, automatic or semi-automatic, excuse me, Semi-automatic rifles like AK-47s and AR-15s are illegal, right? Mm-hmm. Yet the uh, the the shooting at the uh, the rock concert killed a hundred people. In Nice, a truck killed eighty something people, right. or whatever the number was, right? So yep. those that are hell bent on doing harm to other people are going to find a way. Boston Marathon, they used a pressure cooker, right? Yep. They killed a, a poor little boy, or, or a, a, you know. And, and injured many, many others. It killed several people, but the, the boy always, the, the child always comes to my head because it just was so tragic and so sad. Uh, you know, there with his with his family watching the, the race, and and he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. But they didn't need a gun or a truck or anything else. They just bought a pressure cooker and filled it with whatever nails or whatever, and 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 did great damage. And so, you're absolutely right. You know, we have to seriously look. If if you're a liberal, Dave in Toronto, for example. Would you seriously put a gun-free zone out in front of your house? I mean, seriously think about that, folks. The next liberal that tells me that we should get rid of guns and we can't have guns in schools, just ask them. Would you put a gun-free zone on your front lawn? If you would like some of those signs, I would be happy to pay for them and make them up for you. And I'll go install them. But seriously, how ludicrous. This is ludicrous, right? You're going to put a gun-free zone sign. I think it was Joe Biden who actually recommended this in the early 90s when he was a senator. But why in the world would we put up a sign in front of a school that says gun-free zone sign? That is the stupidest thing I have ever seen in my life. Why aren't those signs coming down right now? They should have. That's they, the kind of thing. They never that's what I want to hear President up. Trump say. Yeah. They never should have gone up, and they should have been taken down. They need to be taken down immediately. And, and you know, if, they, if the legislature doesn't do anything about it, then I, th- I think that whoever – like Grand Island, we had we got a, a pro-Second Amendment superintendent of school on, on Grand Island. Take which, them down. Take them down. Just take the damn things down. Take it's them down. Just, Replace them with signs that say we are armed and able to protect our students and will return fire or something along those lines. Exactly you know? right. Make people know that this is not going to be a walk in the park. I really think that just that alone is a tremendous deterrent. Where do these these uh, these attacks happen? Whether it be the the church in Texas or the school in Florida, where do these things happen? They happen at soft targets. Absolutely. They don't they don't go at police officers, the uh, police stations, right? Because they have weapons to return fire, right? They don't they don't do this in banks typically because there's armed security there. So we use armed security to protect our politicians, to protect so many things. But why in the world do we not use armed security to protect our kids? In fact, quite the opposite. Why in the world do we put up gun-free zone signs? It's just insane to me. Yeah. It just, it's mind-boggling that we put a sign up that says, we are defenseless, feel free to come and kill us. It's the stupidest thing. That's, That's what it is. Might as well, they might as well put, make that sign. It's crazy.
Yeah, come and get us. Come and take us. We're easy prey. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. All right, 803 on Star 930. Let's um, let's take a very short break here. If we can shorten this up to just maybe a minute, uh, Frank, I'd appreciate it. And we'll come right back, and I, I promise you, I will pound through the calls. Uh, Pete in Ontario, John, Mike in Lockport, Dolores, I will get to every one of you if I possibly can. So stay tuned. We'll go right to the phones when we come back. If you need us throughout the week, folks, again, we do manage money for a living, 633-1515. you got Russ Thompson from Mike Lomas. I'm Glenn Wiggle. Very quick break here. We'll be right back on News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, welcome back. Final segment here, Financial Guys Radio Program. Russ Thompson in from Mike Lomas, and I'm Glenn Wiggle, News Radio 930 WBEM. We'll go right back to the phones. And again, if you need us throughout the week, folks, 633-1515-633-1515 is our number at the office. If you think like us, feel free to use us as a resource. Let's go to Pete in Ontario, who's been patiently waiting. Pete, how are you? Pete? First of all, very quickly, put bullet holes on those signs, gun-free zones. Just pop little bullet holes in them and see how that works out for you. <laughs> Good yeah. idea. What, well, I did, that, I did that in my office, actually. I, we put a gun-free zone sign up, and I put my own personal bullet holes in it. Now, yeah. that sign seemed to have walked off on its own, yeah. so I put a new sign in there. It <laughs> 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 doesn't have bullet holes, but it still is, is equally effective. Progressive liberalism is going to be the death of America, but this is the question I have for you. A liberal made it through on the Rush Limbaugh's line yesterday. And a, usually, it, you know, you know how those things go. But he had a point. He was like, all we see, how is it that Bruce Orr, that they know's committed felonies, still has his job? How That's right. Is it, mm-hmm. How is it that they can, that it's incredible that we know of all the laws that have been broken. That's right. Absolutely not one thing has been done. Absolutely. Not one. Not one person has been fired at the FBI. Not one. I mean, we have one guy, he's going to retire, right? He's going to step down and retire. Not one person has been, you're responsible, you're fired. Not Bruce Orr, not Peter Strzok, not his, his mistress, not the guy who took the phone call uh, or, or, or did the research for the when they got tipped off by the bail bondsman. No one. Where's the attorney general? There is no attorney general. Well, I think if President Trump needs to step up and say, Sessions, thank you very much. Have a nice day. Trey Gowdy, you're in. Yeah, that's I what agree. needs to happen. I agree with you. Trey Gowdy to bring him in. Yep. So what's going to happen there? You know what? I'm going to tell you something right now. I've never been so upset. I'm so damn sick of it. If they don't do something soon, like we're raiding for this inspector general's report. Now, if that just is one of those washes, oh, well, guys. It, it, it will be. It'll be released at Friday night at 6 o'clock in the hopes that nobody pays attention to mm-hmm. it, and then they'll move on. And you know what? It's funny. This, it's such a sad thing. Gloria Tunsing, the lawyer of this witness that was uh, that worked with the FBI during during the Uranium One, okay, he was supposed to spill his guts. Okay, it took him three months. He had four hours in front of committee. That's all he, they'd given him, and he's dying of cancer. They're just waiting yeah. this guy out. That's right. What the hell is going on? It's it's sickening. It's what it is. Well, definitely at the FBI there is, and, and look, this is not a knock on the, the you know the folks in the local office or the or the men and women that get up and do a great job each and every day. We have several FBI uh, members that are clients. We have former FBI that are clients. We we have a whole program that is specifically designed to help police officers. So nobody has the back of law enforcement like the financial guys. But here's the deal: there is something sick and broken at the FBI, clearly. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if it's FB, if, if it's Obama's fault. I don't know where when it happened. I don't know how it happened, but I know it happened, and it's become completely politicized. Whether it's the Hillary Clinton investigation or this collusion to unseat a duly elected president or any of the other treasonous things that have gone on, there's something sick and wrong at the top end of the FBI, and in my opinion, it is not recoverable. I would. I, my suggestion would be we eliminate the FBI completely. You allow the good men and women to be the first to apply and give them preferential treatment to the new federal agency, whether it's the Marshal Service or otherwise, because I don't think unless you start having en masse firings over there and really clean house, I just don't see how you, you, you turn that, that behemoth bureaucracy around. I just don't see it. Thank you for the call, Pete. I really appreciate it. Let's go to John in Rochester. John, you're live with the Financial Guys on WBEN. How are you, sir? Hey, Glenn. Hey, Ross. Hi, hey, John. Man. Yeah, listen, uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, when you look at these uh, mass shootings that are happening, uh, a lot of them have been committed either by leftists or Islamist terrorists It's in the United States. Yeah, almost all of them. Yep. It's, it's unbelievable. And, and, you know, I, I heard some statistics in France that uh, mass killings in France have exceeded that in the United States over an eight-year period. I think uh, the last recorded dates of uh, eight years. Uh, it's, it's amazing. And, and, and Perhaps. They're disarmed in France, I guess. Yeah, well, it, yeah, you even know, the, again, you look at Nice, France. It, all it takes is somebody with the with the ill intent, you mm-hmm. know, and they, they use a truck and they can have tremendous damage. I'm sorry, Russ, I mean to cut you. Yeah, not even the cops have any guns over there in France, right? It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But, yeah. And, you know, they had, they had, they had uh, that truck that killed, what, 70 people or whatever yeah. it was. It was, it yeah. was amazing. But, but, you know, the other thing that really ticks me off is uh, the, the pass that the left gets on the entertainment industry. With the, That's right. Oh, yeah. You look at uh, some of these, going back to, uh, going way back, but uh, going back to the 1970s with uh, Stallone in Rambo. And mm-hmm. first, Ram, first Blood and Rambo. And then yep. you got the contemporary guys like Affleck and... Uh, uh, yeah, came in and, and Real yeah. L. Jackson. It's unbelievable, and he got to well, Napoli defunding uh, gun manufacturers. He's defunding fossil fuel companies from uh, pension fund investments. Why yeah. not defund the tax credits for the movie industry in New York State and that's right. other areas? And some of the tax and some of the investments pension funds make into the entertainment industry. That's what I want to see defunded. Yeah, I John, agree. You, you, that's a, you bring up a, a great point. And this, uh, you know, the, the, the liberal elites in Hollywood, they make the movies, they glorify the gun culture, mm-hmm. they glorify the gang culture, right? They have armed security themselves to protect themselves and their family and their households, right, and their mansions. They're the ones putting out this garbage in movie theaters that is is unbelievably violent. And I'm not just talking movie theaters, by the way. I was watching when it years ago uh, the, the the Kiefer Sutherland's uh, I think it was Kiefer Sutherland that was uh, a 24, which I liked. Oh yeah, 24. I got to tell you, I would never wa- let my kids watch 24. No. there was some sick and twisted stuff that they did in 24, torture and things like that. Mm-hmm. That was at eight o'clock at night, not at midnight. It wasn't on pay per view. It wasn't on HBO. It was on Fox. At 8 o'clock at night. 
And so that's the kind of stuff that Hollywood's putting out there. And then we wonder. So you have to ask yourself, what's changed? Did we have guns in the 1950s and 60s? Absolutely we did. Did we have guns that had high-capacity magazines? Sure we did. Mm-hmm. Did we have assault-style weapons uh, that, that were or high-capacity rifles with, with high caliber? Yes, of course we did. So what's changed? I mean, it's Hollywood's part of it, certainly. The assault on the American family is part of it. The taking God out of the equation is mm-hmm. certainly part of it. You know, the constant drumbeat and the assault on, on traditional family values is a huge part of the problem. But in this particular case, and, and those are problems that is going to take a long time to solve. In this particular case, what makes me so angry, John, is the fact that after Sutherland, Texas, we had a breakdown in the reporting system that we could have fixed, and we didn't. In this case, we have the same breakdown. And so while even President Trump is out there talking about enhanced background checks, we've got to have more background checks. You can have the most enhanced, thorough background check in the world, but if the FBI or the local law enforcement is not going to report actionable stuff into the system that would prevent somebody, like the dishonorable discharge with the guy in Texas, like assault, like threats, all these things are reportable to the NICS system that would have prevented both the Sutherland shooter and Nicholas Cruz from buying a firearm. In both cases, what do we focus on? Not the breakdown, right? And so that's my issue is that, yeah, we definitely have issues with mental health we have to address, no doubt. Yes, we have to have and talk about issues, uh, you know, when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, gun safety in schools, all these things. But if we don't address the real issues and what the problem, the breakdown was, then we're just going to be failed and doomed to repeat the same issue. And it will happen again if we don't fix the problem. Thanks for the call, John. We appreciate it. Let's try to sneak in uh, Dolores in Hamburg, and then I'll try to get to one more if we can. Dolores, how are you? Hi, good. Quick. Thank you so much. Great program. And I Thank you. say great. I'll say it three times. Great, great, great. <laughs> Thanks, Dolores. Anyway, uh, a heads up. Next week, Governor Cuomo is having a coalition mm-hmm. between himself, New York State, Ohio, plus New Jersey, has requested that other states join him in a coalition. He's going after something. We have to prepare. We have to work at getting rid of this guy. And I'm calling everybody I can and say, please, please help us. I posted well, we definitely the, need I, to get rid of this guy. What, he, what he's proposing to do, just so you know, Dolores, is not that bad of an idea. And that is simply to say that if you have information in your state that would preclude somebody from buying a firearm, can we share that information across state lines to other states? I think the answer should be yes. Um, but again, if we're not going to report it, if we're going to let criminals walk, if we're going to turn people that have gun crimes back on the streets, if we're not going to report real and true threats, then it won't, none of it will make a difference. Mm-hmm. But I thank you for your call. Our children. We must protect our children. How do I agree. We do, we do it under the sheriff because the sheriff is the only legal law enforcement agency in the entire United States. Yep. We take back our schools, and we have former uh, uh, dedicated uh, police off, former dedicated police officers and military who are well trained to put up satellites in any of the schools. And if they want to do anything else, we st- we have to be in a stopple in terms of voting. Voting is coming up. We cannot allow another su- we, b- Supreme Court justice. If the Democrats get in, help me, please. I don't think they have a prayer. I, I, now, now, in this state, of course, they do. But when you look at the federal side, I mean, what are they going to run on? They're going to run on, I want to raise your taxes? I mean, what is their position? Uh, you know, I just don't see it. I, hate I really Trump. don't. Hate well, Trump. Well, they hate Trump. I mean, yeah. that's not a real position. So no. 
I don't know. Look, I appreciate the call, Dolores. Uh, Tom, I'm sorry I'm not going to get to you. Big flats. I'm not even sure what that is, but uh, we got to hit the top of the hour break on time here. So, Russ, thank you so much for coming in. appreciate that Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. And uh, if you need us throughout the week, folks, again, 633-1515. That's 633-1515. If you need us throughout the week, don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at FinGuys, or use our website as a resource, thefinancialguys.com. On behalf of Mike Lomas and Russ Thompson, I'm Glenn Wiggle with The Financial Guys. We'll see you next week right here on News Radio 930 WBEN.